Welcome to the Jesus-Centered Family Podcast, where we talk about ministry, parenting, and equipping every generation to intentionally live a Jesus-centered life. Around the table today, we are one person short. We have Dane and Stacy and myself. I'm JB. Um, last episode, we talked about Childhood 2.0. We kind of recapped the event that we did here at County Line, uh, talked about some questions that we received. Uh, maybe some tips and pointers that uh, we have on parenting kids into this technology, whatever stratosphere. I don't know, uh, but uh, that was that was what we we talked about last episode. This week we're going to uh, go in a little bit different direction, and we're going to look at some things through the lens of parenting, um, specifically. Uh, some like hot button controversial topics uh, here at County Line. We just finished up a main service series called Trending, where we looked at a few different issues that um, could be considered hot button, controversial, mm-hmm. could incite some discussion mm-hmm. arguments, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and and looked at those from a biblical perspective and how we as Christians should approach those those topics. And um, so we thought, well, why don't we look at those? some of those through the lens of a parent and how we should be parenting our kids and how we do parent our own kids um, through those things. Um, I've said before, we have a unique perspective here as we have uh, multiple different stages of parenting around the table. Um, Dane, you've got high school and college kids. I've got younger elementary and babies. And Stacy, you've got everything. Elementary Except to baby. married. I don't have babies. You don't Except have a baby. baby. No Unless babies. you have some news for us. No way. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it could be a cool conversation on some of these issues and um, just how we parent talking to our kids about these things, how we parent exposing our kids to these things. Um, and so um, the one that actually got us talking today as we were talking about this was the uh, the whole thing from the Oscars uh, with Will Smith and Chris Rock. And I don't even know how we went from – Point A to point B, mm-hmm. uh, but we also were talked about Russia and Ukraine and how that was, you know, that's been talked about in our houses. And um, there's, I've got a list of different different things from Deshaun Watson and the different things he's going through and mental health conversations, politics, refugees. Uh, we have the whole issue with a transgender swimmer in NCAA that's um, competing, formerly a male transition to a female competing against females. All kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't even really know 100% where to start, but I think my first question is, do you watch the news with your kids? Or did you, when they were younger, watch like sit down and watch the news with your kids? I don't remember doing that when they were younger. I mean, we may have watched the news while they're in the room. I know more recently, um, my son, Will, he's the only one at home right now, sophomore, uh, we've been watching you know, the Ukraine, um, uh, Russia situation. And he was actually the one who came home yesterday and brought up the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Cause he said it was on Instagram all over the place. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. We saw ET's response. I wanted to see who, oh, you know, what's the news and what's happening there. Uh, so he was already on that already seeing it. I'm sure it was talked about at school. Um, but, yeah, we uh, again we don't, we're not huge news watchers um, at home. Um, like every night we're doing that, but I would say right now we're watching it more than usual. Yeah, and Will sometimes in the room and sometimes he's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
What about you guys? I would say, again, we are not daily news watchers either, just because when we were young, you didn't see the breaking news, the that kind of thing that we see across the screen literally all day long mm-hmm. now. But I would say when big things happen, like when 9-11 happened, Brennan would have been three and may, none of the other kids would have been born. But we did walk, you know, watch that a lot. He was too young to engage in that. But yeah. when big things have happened since then, um, you know, school shootings and uh, Ukraine and different things like that, even hurricanes, Cohen is uh, draw, very much drawn to the news. And so he will sit and watch and then we will. And that's your youngest. That's He's my youngest. He's 11. Yes. Um, he he's been probably the one who sits and watches more often than any of the other kids have. Hmm. Um, but even our, our 23 year old will call and ask, I, this is what's going, he called and asked about the Ukraine situation and our sophomore, our college sophomore also has called and asked some questions. And I think probably because of situations being talked about in their, in their different college courses, but kind of like, what are you thinking about this? Or I heard this or seeing things on Instagram and wanting to check, like, is that legit information? Mm-hmm. Um, but in those types of situations, if they are engaging, then we are definitely pulling in a little bit more than just sitting and watching together. Mm-hmm. But when big, big things happen, there have been times where we definitely have, but not a day to day type yeah. of sitting and watching news. Yeah. It's interesting. You bring up like nine 11 and school mm-hmm. shooting. Like I remember Columbine and nine mm-hmm. 11 and like when those things were happening and mm-hmm. it wasn't the 24 hour news cycle like it is now, Yes, but it was still already, we had. Fox News and CNN and MSNBC, like there was constant news on those channels that you could always get. Uh, but now, like most of my news comes from Twitter. Like if I'm, I don't go to the news station websites, I go to Twitter first and see what's trending, what are people talking about. And like that's how I first get my news. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but if there's big things going, like we will, uh, we'll turn on the TV and we'll have it playing like election time. Mm-hmm. We usually have, have some stuff going, especially election day. Mm-hmm. We're usually like, presidential election mm-hmm. in particular uh, weather stuff i i hadn't even like had that on my list like but we do like if there's hurricanes going on mm-hmm. like um my brother-in-law lives uh in uh savannah georgia so there's occasionally he's like not really in danger but right. it's headed towards him and uh, so there's some interest there but we're always watching like where's it going what's it doing yes. and um our boys are interested they're mm-hmm. nine almost eight and five mm-hmm. um so the five-year-old really far less so than the other ones. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, different things. I was telling you guys earlier today, like, um, Sarah was watching news about Russia and Ukraine. And for whatever reason, I, it, I wasn't wanting to sit and watch the news about it. Mm-hmm. I, maybe there's a fear there that's underlying. I don't yes. know. Like I was avoiding mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the boys were like interested in asking questions and, um, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's it's a a new thing to have to like engage in those those pieces because so I mean this is this is new for us as yes. parents like having to talk about the current events in the news and some things are easier like the weather is easy to talk about exactly. mm-hmm. uh, but other things like war are mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in weather, I mean the tornadoes that came through that Kentucky was it Kentucky and yeah did major major damage and those were right near my family oh yeah that was that was a very relatable thing Mm -hmm. like yeah my family was like in their bathroom wow yeah and i think you know even with the weather it can instill fear in kids because even though it's not around them when they see the devastation Mm -hmm. on the television or i mean now we can see actual videos of the tornado happening Mm -hmm. and uh, that one that where the kid high school I think it was a high schooler, was in the truck 
in the middle of the tornado and his truck got um, blown around and tipped over. I think you're referring to the movie Twister. It came out <laughs> no. in 1998. Look it up. It's on. It's on. It's on the news. It's crazy. And I, he got a new truck out of it. Like, I don't know if it was a dealership or something gave him a new truck or what it was. So he was completely un, unharmed? Unharmed. It actually flipped his truck on its side, and then it flipped it back up, and then it took off. Unless it was a different truck that got flipped around. I, there's an actual video of this. It's It's crazy. But, I mean, these are type of the things that kids can see now and, you know, and that can instill fear, Mm -hmm. you know, even as we travel, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, um, if we go south or whatever, you know, what's the weather like? Mm -hmm. Are we going to have thunderstorms? And that Mm -hmm. can create some underlying anxiety, I think, for kids, um, unfortunately. And I think, again, it's just that the news is there. And so how does, how does God fit into the weather even Mm -hmm. in the devastation that we see uh, that people have to deal with, uh, the ramifications of all that. Those are tough questions, too, to answer sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, And, I mean, COVID was another one that, mm-hmm. like, they hear, they hear about it. All, oh, yeah. All of the kids. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But I almost wonder what would COVID have looked like 20 years ago when we mm-hmm. didn't have the Internet access right. like we have today. And mm-hmm. I think that's been such a big game changer to even going into another topic that we'll get to someday would be the mental health of the accessibility that kids have to everything Mm -hmm. going on in the world. While there can be good come from it, it does often uh, stir up a lot of Mm -hmm. fear because it's it's a lot to take in and to digest and process for them when it's hard for adults. And so trying to to process as an adult and as a parent and then at a level that your child even understands when we may not even understand it, the accessibility, it makes it much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when they're not on like social media, yes. like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube and even news, just whatever mm-hmm. blurbs and you, you're exposed to it all the time. Our kids watch part of their um, history, social studies uh, curriculum is called CNN 10 and it's, it's basically CNN, but for and it's in ten minutes. It's like Channel One News. Yes, so they do it, and it's something they watch every single day for current events, which is part of their curriculum, and talks through a lot of things. So that has brought up conversations in our house many times. Did you know about da 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 da? And you're like, where's that coming from? Where yeah. did you hear that? And it's from CNN Ten. Yeah, yeah. even mm-hmm. like listening to the radio, like mm-hmm. from home to the bus stop, which is like down around the corner. Mm-hmm. Like we'd have it on Star eighty eight three. And they talk about the news, and that can spark a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, wait, I, I didn't want to talk about that today with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's one of those things where sometimes, yeah, you don't want to talk about it, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And as parents, we have a great opportunity to speak into that yes. from the Christian worldview mm-hmm. uh, versus allowing them just to hear this information or the, or the bent of whatever it is yes. that they're hearing. Um, of that worldview yes. and helping them shape and how do we figure out what the truth is or how mm-hmm. how do we as Jesus followers see these things as like a different lens. Yes. And it's it's not easy. It's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, very um, complicated to try to figure that out sometimes. It's not cookie cutter answers yeah. um, for our kids and for us to even try to articulate. Uh, but asking good questions, I know we've mm-hmm. talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. If we can be parents that ask questions and try to draw out what our kids are thinking, mm-hmm. I think that's a key component in all of this. Instead of just imparting the information that we have and we want to make sure they understand and know, mm-hmm. first asking questions and trying to see um, what they're processing and maybe that'll help them deal with whatever they're 
dealing with, but as parents, that's hard. We want to give them the answer right now, right away. Um, but stepping back and say, okay, what kind of questions can I ask first? Mm-hmm. I think is key in, in all, on all this. I totally agree. all these issues. I totally agree. I think I can specifically remember a conversation with our oldest son. He was in junior high and the whole vape pen had become, I mean, at the time, like everybody thought they were just a pen. <laughs> like yeah. it was such a new concept and starting to hear about it as a parent and my f- first inclination was like, okay, put the fear of Jesus in him that he can never have one. He can never use one. He can never. But instead I did just that. I asked him, have you heard of a vape pen before? And he paused and, well, yeah. What, what is it? Like, what can you tell me about it? What do you know? Do you know anyone that uses one or has one? And just, I needed to seek out what his understanding and his knowledge level was and what his opinion was of this first, because it helped me then know how to navigate the conversation I needed to have instead of just basically slapping him with the facts and the mm-hmm. rules and the whatevers. And in the conversation, I re- you know, he right away was, you know, this is what it is. This, th- these are the kids who you would see having one. I will never own one. It was a conversation I never had to like put the fear of Jesus in. He already had a very healthy, correct, in my mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. Um, out- outlook on it. Mm-hmm. And it, it made it another conversation where we were on the same page mm-hmm. and he knew that from the beginning and I could praise where he was at in his thinking rather than me telling him mm-hmm. what he should be thinking. Mm-hmm. So did you approach that with like a, hey, I know nothing about this. Like I'm assuming you know more than I do. Tell me about it. I My very first question was, I've been hearing about vape pens. Have you, have you heard about it? Like it was kind of, I didn't really let him know anything that I, like whether I knew something or uh-huh. didn't know something. It was more of me just seeking what he, seeking out what he understood mm-hmm. and what he knew. Yeah, and I think that's a great question. It's open-ended. Like what have you been hearing about um, the, the, uh, the war, the Ukraine and Russia war mm-hmm. at school? Just seeing what they're, hearing from mm-hmm. teachers or whatever the case may be and mm-hmm. friends and the discussion about it. And then we can continue to ask more questions or then speak into that. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I think, I think that's a really good way to start some of these difficult conversations yeah. just with asking questions. Yeah, I agree. Um, how much do you intentionally expose your kids to? And when do you like, mm-hmm. I know there's a whole giant spectrum of sure. different things and, yeah. you know, severity and levels, but, um, I mean, we've talked about watching the news, but there's other ways that you mm-hmm. expose them to different things. And like, I don't know, what would your just general 30,000 foot view be on when you expose them and when? It's looked very differently in our house for different things because of the broad spectrum of the age of our kids. Mm-hmm. There have been times when it's a, a family meeting. It's, you know, the 12 year span of all kids at, you know, sitting on the bed or on the couch or whatever and having the conversation. And there have probably been times where our 11 year old, our youngest, Mm -hmm. and it would have been when he was even younger, that he's probably heard in discussions that the other three or four older kids would have never been brought into the conversation at their age. But because he lives in a home with kids who are 12 years older and 10 years older, he probably is exposed earlier than what the older kids were Mm -hmm. just because of what's the dynamic of our home. And because of that, I mean, we've said that so many times, like, well, he knows things at 11. No, 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 none of his friends probably know. That's probably not true. But, um, and then there are other times where it's three, you know, the dad takes the three big kids and I'll take the two littles and we may be talking about the same topic, but we're certainly on completely different levels. We've Mm -hmm. done that before. And then there's times where I may take Jensen and have a talk with her and 
no one else needs to be a part of that conversation or vice versa. Justin will take one of the boys. For example, when Brendan um, headed off to college, he wanted to have a conversation just kind of like you know, hone in a couple things and check in where you're at. So it just depended on that. Mm-hmm. But some of those tuppy, touchy topics, um, there have been times where we know it's going to be talked about at church and we've talked about them, or we know there's a situation going on in their classroom or in a friend group that it's we need to have a conversation now mm-hmm. based on it's just been brought into our environment. And then there's been other times where we feel like just maybe a string of the Holy Spirit, like, you know, we really should sit down and talk about what does the Lord say about this topic. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the word and find out. We'll kind of do like a little mini research project and each of us will bring something back about what we found, um, which has been kind of fun in a couple different topics because there's been things the kids have brought back and I'm like, where did you find that? Or how did you feel that that fit into this? So it's been neat too. It's almost like discovery together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of is dependent based on topic and because I have such a wide, wide range of ages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think even hearing you talk there, it's important to note, like you guys are having intentional conversations all like Justin didn't have one big conversation with your oldest before he went to college. Like that was a culmination of a bunch of different talks and just kind of one final, like, Hey, before you go, let's make sure we're all on the same page here. And he did it again right before he got married. They went out for breakfast and had a conversation again. It's a little bit different conversation, (laughs) but still some of those same things too. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's good. Mm hmm. Dane, what about you? Um, that's uh, I know parents, like you said, are, are across the spectrum on this mm-hmm. uh, particular mm-hmm. issue. I mean, I think probably we protected our kids more so from uh, the news and some of those heavier topics when they were younger, which mm-hmm. is a natural type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I, my memory is not very good, so I don't remember. We need, we need to have Angela here for this. Yeah, story. probably. <laughs> Angela probably very, her memory is so much she'll better than mine. She'll review this later, and <laughs> she'll point That's out right. where you <laughs> why, why did you say that? Why didn't you say this? Um, but, uh, uh, man, it's just not coming to me much of any specific time frame where we said, oh, you know, we're going to have the kid, have the news on and the kids are there. We yeah. don't care mm-hmm. about that. Um, I mean, I, I know even over COVID, you know, how every newscast mm-hmm. every day would say, and here are the COVID numbers. This is how yeah. many people that have died now. This is how many people well, that have Well, they would it. do that in the car, like just commercial yes. break from music. It's Which like, I don't understand why do you have to do that? Have died. Like, right. Come on. <laughs> right. Um, and so we would actually not even watch mm-hmm. the news very often yeah. during that because- well, again, When just, COVID started, yeah. Will would have been a middle schooler, right? I mean, he would have been in eighth grade. Uh, he would have been finishing up, yeah, because yeah. that's mm-hmm. two years ago, yeah, his eighth grade year. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, it's not like you're dealing with a 17, 18-year-old. Right. right? That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and again, it just brings on, it reiterates more and more in a kid's life that this is around you, yeah. and it's another thing to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my word, I'm going to get COVID, am I going to die from COVID, because all these people died, mm-hmm. you know, from COVID. And so, I, I remember specifically us not even... Uh, doing that, and they—they they have I guess, the news doesn't do it as much, but and it used to be the top of the news, and now it's farther down. I think mm-hmm. if they they bring it back up, but um, I think rem- I remember. And our kids were—I mean, English was older, but still, we just don't. I don't even want to hear that, right? You know, I know it's a big thing. I don't want to continually have to know all these horrific things. And I, um, I'm I don't, I'm not a news junkie. I know some people out there are just news junkie, like you said, they have the news on all the time. Um, and so I guess I've been selective in it. I know 
growing up, my dad was someone, he was reading the newspaper all the time. I, I, maybe the news was on, but he was always reading the newspaper, always. He had tons of magazines, and that was kind of like his lifelong learner thing. But um, So I grew up in an environment where the news or things that are happening in our world weren't important. Mm-hmm. It's not like we sat and we talked about them a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I knew it was something. So I, I started reading the paper, you know, those type of things, and find that interesting. It's almost since a history major, it's, you know, news can be a little bit of a history type thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I... I uh, yeah, I, that's a tough question. I don't know what how to answer that in terms. I know every parent's gonna have to make that decision for their own kids. Mm-hmm. I would always. Uh, one thing that was disturbing to me a few years ago when they were when Al Qaeda was going through Iraq and murdering Christians, I remember teenagers talking about how they could find the beheading of some of the Christians on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's disturbing. Yeah, I'm like. That's when news has gone too far. You can find anything on the internet. Yeah. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm sure uh, many parents had no idea that their kids were looking mm-hmm. up that kind of graphic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's issues that it could create nightmares. Mm-hmm. It could create to dis, um, desensitize. Yeah, desensitize you about mm-hmm. things and the horrificness of it. Um, I just remember the hearing some kids talk about that. I'm like, my goodness, I would have never had that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a high schooler to see anything like that. No. In no. here, they can see it um, any any time of the day. Mm-hmm. So, going back to what you talked about, the previous session of this is helping kids navigate even that. Like, don't they can get kids can get sucked in to the gory mm-hmm. stuff of mm-hmm. news, and I even news with the Ukraine. You mm-hmm. see dead bodies on the street and they were covered mm-hmm. um but that's that's real stuff and um it's hard i know again it's removed because tv but helping kids to mm-hmm. i don't know process that and deal with that is there value to sheltering your kids from some things i think so i mean obviously there's like yeah they're not i'm not gonna let them watch porn like i'm gonna do it you know <clears throat> right. like uh, but you know if there's a news thing that comes on or you see, mm-hmm. hey, coming up, we're going to talk about this. Well, and that's I, the thing that, you know, Stacey, you just talked about. Your kids are being told things in school mm-hmm. in that newscast mm-hmm. that you may not ever know right. <laughs> what was being said because you have no idea what's on that newscast. Right. So they're exposed to it, and we don't even know how to bring it up or talk about it. Right. Um, and uh, I guess I don't – I hope they would be a little bit more sensitive to what they show during those things. But I think, yeah. I think that's our responsibility as parents that God has given us to mm-hmm. protect our kids from from certain images and certain you know certain circumstances and situations um, until they're ready to mm-hmm. you know think through those a little bit more mm-hmm. with an adult mindset. I agree that there are ty- there are like I said before there are things as an adult that we have trouble processing. And so there, like I said, there are times that we may take the three older boys and have a conversation and I'll take the two younger kids and have a conversation. And while we may be talking about the same topic, the level, the depth, the, um, the amount of information shared about whatever is going on has to be able to be filtered for them. Like it mm-hmm. needs to be at a, a position in which they can even process what we're having a conversation about. And so I think sometimes you can't completely keep the exposure from happening, but maybe the depth in which the exposure happens mm. 
can be important. And of course, there are things that I wish I would never have to have my kids exposed to right. if I could control that. And there are just some things as we go through. I mean, I was a very sheltered kid growing up and going to college was, oh my word, there are so many things that would happen. And my roommates would be like, are you serious? You'd had no idea what was going on. I'm like, nope, had no idea. Like I just <laughs> did it. And I kind of enjoyed that I was naive to some degree. That was okay with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... I'm. Yeah, you do get put in awkward situations sometimes yeah. when you're unaware of what this means or yes. what's going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think there is some some really good parts about that, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, just yeah. not being exposed to things. And, yep. Um, okay, so we've talked about this, and I think this was the main point of where we were headed with this. But intentional conversations about mm-hmm. topics or issues or whatever. Um, would you say it's important every time? I don't even know how to say it. Every time they're exposed to something to have an intentional conversation um, or is it a every once in a while, I just need to make sure I'm checking in and, you know, having intentional conversations about whatever like the Russia Ukraine thing or uh, refugees or the weather. Or, you know, I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that a weird question? Mm-hmm. Or? I, there are times where you just can't, you don't have them. This moment is not long enough to have a conversation yeah. about this topic. And so it may be even that you may not be able to have an intentional conversation at that moment, but there's one that Justin and I want to talk through with our kids. And so when we leave for spring break next week, we've said this is going to be a road trip conversation so we can have a conversation. Oh, the they're going to be so ticked at you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut not, up by mom and it's dad. Not a heavy, it's not a heavy thing. Just something we're like, as a family, we need to talk through this or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think that an, if your conversations are, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but I don't think you need to have an intentional deep conversation every single time something comes up because I think your kid is going to want to shut down if that happens every single time. Um, So I do think though, if you are having those frequent check-ins on things, and I think for some of your kids, there will be topics you'll know, like I've got to hone in on this a, a little more often with this child than that child, because they're just more sensitive to it. Um, my daughter is highly um, aware and sensitive to um, orphans and other countries when it comes to orphanages and things like that. And so when things like that pop up, that's something that she is very sensitive to and wants to almost obsess over. And so there's a fine line of allowing her to obsess in it or be in it. Let's talk through it, pray about it, and then we've got to keep moving. Like we can't just hang in this and be so um, emotionally moved by it that we can't function either. So I think that having those touch points frequently is better than this long drawn out, you know, please just let me go to bed kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. I think you have to be sensitive about that kind of thing. So I think, yes, there are times for those intentionals, but not every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah. I think that's where I was trying to draw out. Like is I, I, cause I agree. Like as a kid, it would be, torture like every time something like mm-hmm. oh, here we're we gonna go sit again. and talk about this like <laughs> uh, so what what would you say an intentional conversation should look like or does look like even within your family when it's some type of a I think sometimes the intentional is seeming to be unintentional mm-hmm. so uh, number one I think prayer 
and asking God's spirit to lead and guide and, and for you to know when the door is open to talk mm-hmm. about whatever. So a personal this, this, conversation with God, remove from <laughs> right. not, not bringing your kids in and being <laughs> right, like, right. God yeah. lead this conversation. Right, yeah, just in your mind, you know, God help me have the right opportunity to talk about this. Um, because like you said, we don't want to turn our kids into, oh, here comes another talk from mm-hmm. mom and dad about this particular issue. But um I mean, the times when it's something at school or something in the world, that is a great opportunity to talk about it um, because then it's not really us bringing it up, but it's mm-hmm. the world. It's mm-hmm. it's other people bringing it up. And so we just use it as a springboard to, mm-hmm. to dive into it. Um, like the whole thing with Will Smith um, and Chris Rock. How do you handle conflict? How do you deal when somebody makes fun of somebody mm-hmm. else? Um, if you're unaware of what the, what happened at the Oscars, oh, sure, yeah. Chris Rock made a joke about Will Smith's wife, who has alopecia, has no hair. Um, Will Smith took offense to it, walked up on stage and slapped him. In the middle of the whole Oscars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in the middle. Yes, right yep. dead in the middle. And then swore at him after that, yelled and swore at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then talking about how do you, how do you reconcile that. So he came back and he apologized. He apologized to everybody. And then today I heard that he... Actually, apologize to Chris Rock on Twitter and you know, or wherever else in the public side. Twitter's just bringing people together. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just like it was intended. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, so just talking through that. I mean, that's a simple conversation to have of of how do we deal with conflict? Was that right for what he did? You know, what? And and again, an opportunity to hear what what they think and how they handle and how they process it because it was everywhere. I mean, it was definitely everywhere. So. Um, but yeah, that's a great opportunity to talk about conflict resolution. You're not going to say that. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to talk about conflict resolution. <laughs> we're, but to hear their thoughts and comments of how would you have handled it if someone made fun of your future wife yeah. or your best friend, mm-hmm. how do you, de- how do you handle that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is a good point. Like we need to do a little critical thinking before we just like yeah. start a conversation because mm-hmm. I mean, bringing up the conflict resolution, like, honestly, like, I hadn't thought it, thought through it with that lens. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, was it, was it right for Will Smith to do what he did? Or was Chris Rock wrong? Or mm-hmm. were they both right. wrong? Or, like, yes. that was all, you know, I wasn't thinking, like, hey, all right, if we see that, then how do we, you know, translate that to our lives? Like, mm-hmm. how does that apply in, mm-hmm. you know, my day to Because that's a worldview that's being communicated about how to handle conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus, okay, then what does God's word say? Um, you know, and always bringing it back to that. Um, so I think, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Do you have anything to add to that? I No, just uh, piggyback on that a little bit. We had talked, well, before we started recording today, we had kind of talked through this topic a little bit, and I think it's very good you kind of hit on it, that trying to see that there's two sides to this mm-hmm. conflict in situations, even with, um, you let us, JB, you let us through, um, the Ukraine and Russia kind of asking what all of our, you know, what is your perspective on this side? What's yeah, your perspective from empathy, this side? Empathy exercise. Yes. Yeah. And it was really good because, I mean, you have, you have feelings and emotions and opinions about it, but then trying to see the perspective of each side, because there probably is somewhere in the middle, an understanding that needs to take place. Mm-hmm. And so being able to see that, and that's oftentimes the case in many situations for our kids to see that we we may not agree with this side of this topic, but we want to understand what that perspective looks like because it may give us an opportunity to have a conversation with someone that maybe is on the other side of that, or we can still remain um, 
friends or united in some way, but we may not see eye to eye in this mm-hmm. topic. And that, I mean, that could help with a brother and a brother having a disagreement yeah. on something, but that when it comes to difficult conversations, there are two sides to that topic and trying to see the other side may not agree with it, but to be able to see it and have some understanding of it. Yeah. And the, like we talked earlier, the Russia Ukraine thing is a pretty black white. and white thing. Like yes. 99.9% of people are not going to agree with what Russia is doing. Yes. Uh, but like the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, like mm-hmm. you could very easily split a room with that. Absolutely. Um, hey, what's Will Smith thinking? What's he feeling? Mm-hmm. What's his wife Jada thinking? Mm-hmm. What's she feeling? What's Chris Rock thinking in that moment? Mm-hmm. Like, what's he feel like? Put yourself in their in their shoes and see what they're seeing. And I'm sure Chris Rock didn't intend to hurt anybody. He's a comedian. That's what he does. Right. Um, he makes jokes about real life. And um, but then I don't know. I don't know what Will Smith's angle was. Like some people have said, well, he was laughing at first, but his wife wasn't. And then it may have been a stink eye kind of thing from her. <laughs> like you're okay with this? And then mm-hmm. he, yeah, I don't know. Like. Right. You don't know what's going through somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's we we created this current issues discussion guide for our students that we um, you we've used for multiple different things. But uh, I felt it's helpful in having these conversations and asking questions like um, if you're and I think for our kids too. Hey, as you understand whatever the issue is that's going on here. Why is it happening? Mm-hmm. Um, so you could name the different things. Like, why Why is this going on? Uh, are people at school talking about it? Like, these are like open-ended questions like you talked about earlier. I think you brought the question up, Stacy and mm-hmm. Dane, and you're like, yeah, open-ended, great, mm-hmm. great way to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the big deal about this issue? Like, why are people talking about it? Uh, why is it important to discuss this issue? Your kids may be like, it's not. Leave me alone. I want to go <laughs> back to playing Fortnite. Right, exactly. Um, and then, like, what are you feeling about this mm-hmm. issue? And you could get, we've talked about anxiety and fear and apathy. Even, I mean, all kinds of different mm-hmm. things. But um, just initiating with those open-ended questions, one, it creates more opportunity for discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, it, I think it seems less pointed and um, in. Inter- in- interrogative. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, seems less like you're interrogating your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you brought up the vape pen, like mm-hmm. you weren't like shining a light in his face and being like, "What do you know?" <laughs> <Right>. You know, <laughs> it was it was a very non-threatening way to approach the conversation. Because mm-hmm. really, what you want to do is you want to uncover the the heart of your child mm-hmm. and where is their heart on this topic, because that's going to help you know how you need to move forward in other topics mm-hmm. or even in that very given topic. And so you're not, you're going to, it's going to be hard to find their heart if they're unwilling to communicate with you because you are shining the flashlight yeah. in their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important. I brought it up already once, but like, I know that you and Justin are having intentional conversations, mm-hmm. you know, time, you know, time yeah. and time again, Dane, you've talked about it. You and Angela having intentional conversations with your kids over time, it's not just a, hey, let's sit down and have this big, huge talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about meaningless stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. too. But, yes. like, hey, what, what message is that song portraying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what what's that person communicating with their Instagram post? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I know you guys are having those conversations, mm-hmm. too. And so I think for parents that might be listening, pointing that out, that you can start with those smaller, simpler, easier conversations mm-hmm. and then move into the bigger conversations because... I know there's parents that are like, I've not really had these hard conversations with my kids. I've avoided them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, hey, start talking about some 
pop culture current event things, mm-hmm. but drawing out some biblical worldview mm-hmm. perspectives from your kids. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And sometimes, though, just asking about the pop culture, what their friends or kids at school are talking about, and maybe not even in that moment bringing up the biblical viewpoint mm-hmm. in that conversation, but knowing what's happening and then later on you can bring it up or whatever it's being mm-hmm. it's hard i mean i'm not saying this is an easy thing because we all you know like different Jeez. levels kids shut down yep. kids don't want to talk about it yep. uh you they think you know they roll their eyes and think <laughs> okay here we go we're gonna hear another talk from dad or mom or whatever mm-hmm. um so it takes that relate again that relationship part two is key when you want to try to have good conversations with your kids you have to be involved in their life be doing fun things with them in order to build that trust and be able to that you just don't want to part how I should live my life, but you care about me mm-hmm. and you want to listen to what I'm I'm going through and things like that. So yeah, it's not just about hey, you're gonna believe what I believe because right. that's what I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. because there are times where you have to abort a conversation because you're getting nowhere, and mm-hmm. for you to be able to come back to that conversation and be able to hopefully. And sometimes it's steering them in the complete opposite direction of where their head is at, but you may have to abort the conversation so that it doesn't get heated or they don't shut down on you where, mm-hmm. all right, we, let's let's stop this topic. Let's move on to something else. Let, we can come back and visit another time. I think we've had a good conversation about it so far, but having knowing that there are times where you have it has to stop because it's getting you nowhere or it's causing more damage and hurt mm-hmm. than it is moving the pendulum in mm-hmm. any way. Yeah. yeah. And I think I would argue it's okay if your kid doesn't agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some conversations where you want them to agree with you and you're going to have to be the parent. But like, I would say as we parent our kids, like we've got to come to a point where we're okay that they don't believe exactly like we believe. Hmm. Uh, You know, we're truly letting them discover faith for themselves Mm -hmm. with our guidance. (laughs) There's going to be times when they're even just not directly on the same path we are, you know, they might be just a little bit, a little bit off to the side on this issue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be okay with that and lead that well. And like you said, not just keep beating mm-hmm. a dead horse, mm-hmm. like let that conversation go mm-hmm. and come back to it later. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, for sure. Any closing thoughts as we finish up? This is a fun little thing that I, my dad uh, used to challenge me when I would go out and see a movie. He's, he would say to me, when you come back, I want you to sum up the movie in two to three sentences. Mm. And his whole idea was to try to get me to critically think about what I'm, what worldview is being communicated to me. Yeah. And it's like you said earlier, what is this social media post communicating in one sentence? What is this news communicating? What... I think it's getting our kids to become thinkers mm-hmm. and just know, just to receive it. But you need to think about what's being uh, communicated to you, even from the pulpit. Yeah, I mean, from even Pastor Stu. You know, we <laughs> want to make sure that our kids are thinking about mm-hmm. it's not because they may go to another church mm-hmm. later on in life and the pastor's up there and he may say something that's totally off the wall. Mm-hmm. And they've just thought, well, I trust this guy. But even saying, okay, I need to... Critically think, yes. you know, how do, is this what the Word of God says? Mm-hmm. But challenging our kids and teaching them how to be critical thinkers, I think, is key in all this, too. Yeah, for sure. Very good. I love it. I agree with everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.